and welcome to the Learn to Lead podcast brought to you by Ability, an experiential learning company based in beautiful Austin, Texas. I'm your host, Matthew Confer, and today on the show we have Paul O'Brien, who is the founder of Media Tech Ventures, a media industry venture development group. He is also the director for Texas of the Global Startup Incubator Founder Institute. Thanks so much for joining us today, Paul. Matt, it's a real pleasure to have you and, and to be on the show. Thanks a lot. I'm looking forward to the conversation. So at MediaTech Venture, your organization describes your mission around how our collective experience with the media has completely changed as the 20th century wound to a close. And you focus on how ad tech, streaming, video, VR, AR are not just changing, changing entertainment, but they're changing every facet of our life. So this is a show about leadership. So how the heck do we think about the skills that a leader needs to have in a world that is changing so fast and changing so drastically? That's a great question, a great place to start, especially given this experience that we're producing here or now with you and, and, and the fact that your listeners are, are probably sitting at home with, with a headset on or, or in front of their computer paying attention to, to our conversation. The, the, the simple way to think about it and appreciate it is that a decade and more ago, 20 years ago, our entire economy was transformed by this little thing called the internet. Uh, and that was most prominently felt in the media business first. Uh, news media being disrupted and how that works and television being disrupted and how that works. Uh, our, our music industry being completely transformed with companies like broadcast.com initially and then of course iTunes and Spotify and so forth. And, and so our mission, what, what Media Tech Ventures is set out to do, our mission is to really just elevate that level of experience, elevate the, the way in which we educate the entire workforce, uh, and, and enable every company to appreciate that it's not even as complicated as being in video uh, or launching a podcast like this. There are really simple considerations for leaders about how websites work effectively and efficiently and how analytics and, 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 and data available thanks to online media really makes it turnkey and accessible for any organization, large or small, to have intelligence, to have uh, insight to what they're doing, to be able to optimize the performance of what they're doing. And for the executive team, that leadership, really to, to only think in terms of this, things as simply as, are we tracking the information? And are we doing something about it, right? We, we get bogged down by concepts of big data uh, or, or where AI is gonna take us. And, and, and the simplest way to think about media tech ventures is it's actually much more accessible and simple than those concepts that we talk about in the future. Let's just get everybody on the same page about how the media business works today and what it means. Mm, okay, so you hit on something there where you talked about the investment in, in people. And I think I hear a lot of people talk about that, how important it is, you know, the founders of an organization or how important it is the leaders of an organization. If you're looking at um, a new company or, or somebody on the cutting edge and you could snap your fingers and give those leaders one or two traits or the corollary to that is what are the one to two traits that if they possess that you're a little bit more weary than you would be. Where are you looking for those leaders to have and what scares you if the part that comes out is you know X, Y, or Z skill? <laughs> Let me answer it with the scares me first. Uh, because what, the way I'd characterize it since we work and I work in venture capital and with, with startups, 
What scares me is quite simply if, if those leaders don't possess these skills. These are the skills of the new economy. Like it or not, these are the skills in the new economy. And, and, and let's appreciate them again in the simple terms, not the, not the buzzwords we use. Uh, skill set number one, er everyone is available and accessible online. Uh, we, we talk about that in terms like social media and how you should be blogging. But, but really the simple way to think about it as a leader is that I can and should be able to have a conversation with you and find you on the internet. If I can't, it's a wonderfully valid question, why not, <laughs> right? How are you not even on LinkedIn, for example, uh, some of the social network platforms that are appropriate to, to companies, number one. Number two, this has been preached for decades, but, but content remains king, hmm. uh, and, and now more than ever. Uh, if, if your organization and if you as a leader are not developing something, uh, articles, uh, stories with reporters, uh, maybe videos, maybe podcasts. And I say maybe because, again, those are more complicated. But, but at the very least, be producing something. Be producing something as simple as, are you, are you engaging people on your Facebook page? Are you, are you available on something like Medium or Quora and sharing a conversation about what you're working on? If, if you're not, again, how can anybody take you seriously? You're not even willing to open up and, and talk directly with your audience and your community. And number three was what we just touched on. There's no excuse not to be data-driven. 95% uh, of the startups that come through the programs that I'm involved with don't even put something like Google Analytics in place. And so as a founder or as a leader is trying to figure out what to do, they're trying to make decisions. Quite simply, if you think about it, they're making those decisions. They're trying to figure out how to, how to succeed and thrive blind. Right? They're, they're relying on methodologies that are 30 years out of date, right? focus groups and surveys. They're, they're neglecting the fact that we very quickly have hundreds and thousands of people on, on our websites, on our mobile apps, that can tell us much, much more quickly and much, much more clearly what we can and should be doing. And so when a leader neglects that, just neglects it. I don't, I don't care if they know how to do it, <laughs> but if they just outright neglect it, there's something seriously wrong. So those are the three skills I look for, right? Be accessible, create content, and make sure you're measuring, you're aware of what, what you're doing and whether or not it's working. So how do we get past the fact that, I love the be accessible and I love that it's number one, so let's start there. How do you get past if, if, if opening yourself up is, is just a, a bridge too far or you're scared or there's a level of, there's an introverted nature where you feel like, you know, if I come to work and just do my job, why do I have to then take this other leap that feels out of the realm of what was on that job description when I signed up for this? Yeah, what one wonderful way to characterize it, and it, and it's why, or or evident hopefully in the sense that I said, don't worry about it in the context of social media, right? That that's often how it's advised today. That that the challenge in the media business and the challenge with a lot of entrepreneurs is we encourage these these new things, we encourage these forward things, uh, as as though that's the right answer. I'd I'd rather people just simplify the appreciation of what's being said and what it means. Being accessible simply means the fact, recognizes the fact that everyone turns to Google for something, right? If I just discover your business, if I just hear about your business, if I just hear about you, what is 95% what is of the population gonna do? They're gonna look it up. They're, they're gonna look you up. They're probably gonna look you up on LinkedIn, like I said. So rather, rather than worrying about being active there necessarily, rather than, than, than taking that advice that you should be tweeting, because that's not right for everybody, rather than, rather than having that Facebook presence and being all, all over Facebook or doing TikTok videos and, you know, and on and on and on, 
what, what I mean by being accessible is just the fact that you have to be here. Our, our, our global economy, evident now more than ever, our entire uh, ecosystem of, of work and, and entrepreneurship and, and companies and, and the, the jobs that people are seeking, all of it clearly now is driven by the internet because we're all racing to spend time on it. So it's clearly driven by the internet. If you're not there, how can anybody even even connect with you? How can they how can they find you? How can they how can they even just reach out and ask to have that conversation? Even if you are that introvert who'd rather have that conversation over over coffee when we can, or maybe via a phone call. Uh, being accessible is simple as recognizing that I'm looking for you. I'd like to know a little bit about you, and there's no excuse not for me to be able to do that by looking you up, by finding, finding you on something like LinkedIn or, or, or on Quora, where maybe, maybe you don't answer, maybe you don't discuss things about your business, maybe you just develop your own personality and your, your, your personal uh, interests on a platform where somebody can say, hey, I'd love to learn a little bit more about Matthew. Oh, look, he's on this, this QA platform over here. He's on Reddit. And, and, and clearly, he really loves uh, you know, model trains and, and, and he's really passionate about his kids, right? It, it enables us to get to know people and to better connect as humans, as, as people, rather than just leaders and, and executives in these ivory towers at companies that, that, that just are inaccessible if they're not online. I love it. I'm picking up a model train habit just on, on your suggestion there. And I love that you, <laughs> I love that you talk about accessibility and the many flavors that that can take. Um, you are somebody who has a lot of things going. You're in some ways a juggler. You're, you're balancing a lot of different things. How do you organize your time? Um, obviously, if, if we need to be accessible, we need to carve out some time for that accessibility. How do you organize your time and, and what could maybe other people do to find the time to, to add that accessibility to their routine? Uh, if I had a fourth consideration about leadership that concerns me or a skill set that I look for or, or a focus that I look for, it would be this one. Uh, I, I prioritize my time in the sense of being a, a CEO by being the person singularly responsible for adhering to our mission and vision. I don't dictate how we get there. I don't know what the right answers are. That's why I have team members who are better at those things than I am. Um, but, but, as a leader and, and to help focus my time and make sure my organization, our organization, make sure other people know when and how and why to, to consume my time, frankly, because you're right, that's what it is. Uh, I, I, I am rigorous about the fact that if we're not having a conversation that aligns with my personal and our professional as a company uh, mission and vision, then, then it's time for you to have a conversation with somebody else involved in what we're doing, right? Obviously, then you want to have a, a sales conversation or a business conversation or an investment conversation or, or, a, uh, or, or a development conversation, right? You, there, you have some other objective in, in our work than, than is best time spent with me. Uh, and so what that enables as an executive or, or particularly a CEO and, and a founder is it helps everyone that I work with to appreciate that that means my job then is what? My job is communicating that publicly which is why you do see me a lot online, right? Making sure that people agree with and believe in and understand our mission and vision. And then number two, the most important consideration outside of sales and customers and business and so forth is really the investment community, right? That, that usually a, a company doesn't have someone in charge of raising money. And so in a sense, that's my job. 
right? That, that, that falls to that chief executive officer to focus on making sure the investment community, however that looks to you, right? It could be, could be grants if, if you're a nonprofit, but that source of capital knows best our mission and vision and sees that we're delivering it against it so that we can, they, they can get involved if, in what we're doing if they'd like. Hmm. Well, I love how you lead with mission and vision when it comes to what sounds like all aspects of the business, but you specifically hit on it there with reflection on the raising of capital. And when you think back to yourself as a leader over the years, how would you describe the biggest change that maybe somebody on your team would say if they had been working with you for the past four or five, six years, where do you feel like you've grown the most as a leader and, and how do you think you accomplish that successfully? <laughs> One great, great question. And, I, and I'm chuckling a little bit because I, I, I am that type of person who struggles uh, with eating my own dog food. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is that uh, I do, I, I run a couple of incubators. I, I, I run the very successful global incubator founder institute. Uh, we, we built an incubator called Collective that's specific to the media industry. Uh, I, I, I mentor and advise in, in just about every program from Mass Challenge to Techstars to, to the bunker. And, and my point is I preach constantly uh, execution, lean startup, marketing driven decisions, right? And, and I find that in, in my own organization, in our own organization, I don't necessarily do that myself. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 I I do like to get bogged down because of my own personal flaws and weaknesses. I like to get into the weeds. I like to get into the strategic conversations. I like to to talk about and get excited about and get other people excited about that mission and vision. Which means that at the end of the day, to some extent, I I can neglect the fact that we just need to get get us done, you know, we, and, and I can do that and I should be doing that. And, and that, that we shouldn't be wasting too much time or spending too much time trying to make the right decisions. Because again, in an early stage of a company, really all you should be doing is testing and iterating and validating and trying things again, as soon as you, you know, something's going to work or, or not going to work rather change it. Right? There's no reason to sit on a website that's not performing for you. There's no reason to be uncertain or dissatisfied with the, with the sales pitch that, that your inside sales team is working. If it's not working, just change it and, and move forward. Uh, I, I, I have to remind myself every day to be that founder that I'm encouraging and, and advising everybody else to be. Hmm. And, and we all, you know, we all lead at some level. We also, though, all have people in our life who are the leaders of us. For you, what are you looking for in somebody who leads you? If you could kind of do the proverbial, I snap my fingers and I give that leader one to two characteristics, you are at your best when that leader is doing what? Uh, I, I love the distinction of the word entrepreneur. And I, and I say that with, with that stressing of the word distinction. And uh, have written prolifically uh, about uh, John Baptiste Say's work related to William Smith's study of the economy 100 years ago, 100 plus years ago, whatever it was. Uh, and and the, the notion that entrepreneur does, doesn't refer to everybody who's starting a business. Uh, entrepreneur explicitly means that person who uh, can't help but see something wrong and need to do something about it. 
putting themselves at risk to do something about it, right? They'll, they'll either invest or they'll move the resources or they'll do the work themselves. And, and, and often what that means is entrepreneurs fail a lot, more than, more than anybody, because they're, they're, they're jumping in to take those risks to make the world a better place. Uh, a startup founder is not necessarily an entrepreneur, right? You, a startup founder could just be someone with a, uh, a, an exceptional skill set and a passion and a mission and a purpose to do something. If they don't have that tendency to constantly want to fix other things or do other things, they wouldn't, they wouldn't necessarily in that classical de definition be considered an entrepreneur. A, a great example that I'd, I'd like to use is that Elon Musk is clearly an entrepreneur. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, not so much, right? Both very, very successful people <laughs> by, by any measure. Uh, one, doing a whole bunch of different things all over the place, constantly putting himself at risk, constantly trying a lot of different things. I'm sure everybody listening knows who I'm talking about. I look for that skill set. I value that skill set in particular immensely among leaders because what I find is that most leaders that uh, are uh, less valuable are, are the leaders who don't take risks, are the leaders who are, are too averse to, to or, or are the leaders who uh, won't just get their hands dirty and, and do it or fix it or change it, right? They, 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 you know, they need team to delegate to, they need people to, 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 to manage. Um, those, those to me aren't, aren't characteristics of leaders. Characteristics of leaders are, are embodied in, in that word entrepreneur, people who will see something, know it needs to be better, know it could change, know it, know it, know it could be improved, and, and they just do it. They, they just get in there and they get it done. Hmm. I love that. I love those characteristics. And um, we're going to have to move to the two rapid fire questions that we end um, every show with. So I would love to get your thoughts on this. And, and question, question number one is, is if you could describe your own personal leadership style in one word, what would that word be? Why? I love it. And um, our last rapid fire question is this, Paul, what is the best piece of advice that you have ever received? Hmm. Honestly, it wouldn't really have anything to do with, with a business context. Oh, go for um, it. Ab above all else is love. Hmm. Above uh, all the, else. The, oh. the only thing that matters, the only thing that matters at the end of the day is, is that you put love of others first. Kind of a golden rule kind of, kind of notion, but I, I, I try to live by that as best I can. Um, you know, you do whatever we can, we do whatever we can for other people. Uh, and, and to the best of our ability, uh, you know, accept those apologies, accept that people make mistakes and, and just keep trying to help everybody make it through this world together. Well, what a wonderful sentiment to leave us with. And thanks so much for joining us today, Paul, where can our listeners find out more about you? <laughs> uh, so it's mediatech.ventures, uh, is, is, uh, the easiest way to connect with us as far as the company's concerned. I, I'm kind of largely known as SEO Brian because I, I used to, to work in the search industry. <laughs> Certainly not the case anymore. Frankly, if you just look up Paul O'Brien, I'm, I'm probably the easiest guy to find on Google because I'm, I'm just about everywhere on the internet. Uh, hence that notion that we started with of being accessible, uh, would love to, to connect with people. So by all means, reach out however you prefer to find me online. Well, thank you so much for your time, Paul, and thank you all for joining us. If you enjoyed today's show, we would love a rating and review in your podcast app of choice, and we truly appreciate you sharing this show and all of our shows with your network. You can find me on social media at Matthew Confer, and you can find our organization Ability, that is A-B-I-L-I-T-I-E at Ability.com. Be sure to subscribe so that you get our next episode, and I want to thank all of you for joining us on the Learn to Lead podcast.